Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today, I am thrilled to have my guest as Helen Law. Dr. Helen Law is a licensed acupuncturist. She has practiced Chinese medicine for over 21 years in the Princeton area. She left her job as an aerospace engineer and discovered her real passion, and that was to help people to find the root cause of their real health challenges and to also achieve their optimum health. Today, Dr. Law is going to bring us such evidence of all her background of the neuroscience acupuncture to her practice. Helen has been voted New Jersey's top since 2010 doctor, and she has also recently published a book, Neuropuncture, Case Studies and Clinical Applications, and it's only I know one of her first of many to come. She frequently speaks also in many different topics of Chinese medicine, and that's why I've asked Helen to join us today because she is so knowledgeable in so many different areas. And today, we are going to focus on spring allergies. Helen, I know that winter's gone and we're all sort of celebrating, but all these trees and flowers and grass, they're all growing and it is beautiful, but so many of us that suffer from seasonal allergies say to ourselves, okay, but I do have a love-hate relationship with this. It's tough to go outside and and to smell those flowers when I'm sneezing and my eyes are watering. I'd love to begin today by asking you, how many people actually are affected by allergies each year? And as they say, these seasonal allergies can cause nothing to sneeze about as we would laugh and giggle. But it's not a laughing matter. It's fairly serious. So could you start us off and tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Every year in the spring, people suffer allergies. They think this is something that have to suffer every year. But according to the research, actually 30% of adults and 40% children, 15 million of Americans are affected. Okay. So it is actually ranking the third cause of hospitalization among kids under 15 due to asthma. Wow. And allergy actually turns out to be the sixth leading cause of chronic illness in the U.S. Seasonal allergies are nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) People are just thinking, oh, I'm just sneezing and running nose and all that. But allergy is triggering the body inflammatory substance such as histamine, okay, prostaglandins, cytokines, tryptase, and leukotrienes. When they release and then causing allergic reaction, but when these actually cytokines release also can cause negative effect, brain function. So it's triggering people with the sadness and depression. Another study actually in 2018 found out if you actually have asthma um, allergic rhinitis or actually can sometimes causing the eczema during the springtime, this could increase your risk of developing a mental disorder. So just simple eczema in children could be really brain not functioning and when they're in school or when you're at work or this could be major. It's because HPA axis, which is actually hypothalamic uh, pituitary adrenal axis in the brain, and is the endogenous regulator for allergic diseases. 
we found out uh, recent research saying that allergy more severe with women than men. Wow. Okay. So imagine HPV axis also regulating hormones. Now, women actually through their lifetime having ups and downs with their hormones, their periods, and then pregnancies and the menopause. So to compound it with this. Compound it with. Wow. And so there's something that people didn't realize. Allergies in the spring can cause all that. And so the hormone estrogen actually responsible for women's greater sensitivity for allergies. We look at children. The boys actually at higher risk developing asthma and allergy under 10 years old. Now compare boys and girls. But when girls and goes into puberty, and the chances are for girls to develop allergies higher than boys. I never knew that. That is amazing. And as parents, it's so critical that we know that and watch for that. And even when we're taking children for their yearly physicals that we're talking about this. But, you know, in 2021, we're finding that these seasonal allergies are particularly bad. Does this COVID have anything to do with it? Or have they done studies? What are they thinking? Because so many times people are asking, especially as women, when we're raising families or we're seeing, okay, maybe we're not as sharp as we were and they're seeing these after effects of some of the virus. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could talk a, a little bit about that for us. Last year, 2020, due to the COVID pandemic, everybody stays home. And also we had a cold spring last year. So people suffer much less the spring allergy, but this is different. We had a really harsh winter and then the spring came very fast. And we had a dramatic spike of the pollen production from the trees. Sometimes it's confusing because people start sneezing, have sore throat, running nose, and fatigue. They say, oh, my gosh, do I have COVID? Or people are actually right now, a lot of people getting the vaccine. They have a similar kind of reaction, fatigue, body aches. So they say, do I have COVID? Do I have adverse reaction from the COVID vaccine? Or I have allergies. So these are the questions coming to be this year, particularly 2021, uh, tackling the allergy season. So important to find out what is that you're suffering. And I know you see so many patients. I don't know how you do it, your long days that you put in working, but trying to diagnose what it is and mm-hmm. then treat them for what they have. So many times I think in life we're treated for things that we don't need to be or putting things in our body that we don't need to. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you're doing to help the people when they're coming in and they're saying, I don't know what it is, but I know there's something not right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We first diagnose, actually asking a lot of questions and finding out what actually is the cause of their discomfort. I want to talk a little bit about acupuncture for allergy particularly. Now, we all know that acupuncture has been successful treating a lot of different yeah. amazing array of health conditions. And acupuncture started about approximately 3,000 years ago in China. But only and very recently that we start to understand what actually acupuncture is all about, how it actually works. How does acupuncture help allergies? We all know that people have allergies. What do you do? You go to the drugstore, pick up some over-the-counter antihistamine and help control. Yes, those medications are very effective helping you control the symptoms, but they do also carry a lot of side effects. And you get a little bit of brain fog and you're confused and tired, dry mouth. And I just want to bring out something that people take a lot, which is Benadryl. Recent research showing that 54% of people being affected by long-term effects from Benadryl 
they could actually develop into dementia. And then the short-term are brain confusion, blurry vision. The drugs could be effective, but they also carry the side effect. Why is acupuncture effective? There's no side effect because acupuncture can reduce inflammation. And we know that the sneezing, the runny nose, it's inflammatory condition. So doing acupuncture reduces inflammation in the body. Also, an acupuncture also targets, we talk about the HPA axis in the brain. So that way, also reduce the chance for the anxiety and depression, also balancing the hormone for women. Wow. Okay. So that's when you think you're treating your allergies, you're actually Mm -hmm. multitasking. I know that you often talk to people about foods. I mean, Mm -hmm. some simple things we can be doing at home that are really good to kind of prevent allergies. And I know you always say to me, water, 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 and, and I love my tea. But what are some of the other things that we could be doing? During the allergy time, because the runny nose, stuffy nose, you're a lot of mucus. So I would say drinking warm water. That can help thin the mucus and release that. Also, interesting, drinking chamomile tea. We all know that it's calm you down, helps you sleep, but also it can help you stop sneezing. And thinking nettle also helping to treat the allergy to reduce itchy eyes and sneezing and that. And honey could be also very helpful. But during this time, because of the mucus, so I would recommend avoiding the dairy product and also the gluten. Because these two foods turns out to be the top two causing inflammation in your body. So by knowing how to help yourself during the season, actually, you're going to feel a lot better. And you know, it's funny because things that we may think are good for us when we're going through this allergy season may not be. And I know that you even have a list of things like, I would have thought almonds, right? We all think almonds and apples and all those things, bananas, carrots, so are good for us. But I was surprised when I thought those are maybe some of the things for allergies we avoid. Particularly birch tree allergy has cross-reactivity with food sensitivities. So in other words, not everybody is allergic to birch trees, okay? But for the people that are allergic to birch tree pollens, and so almond, apples, apricot, avocado, wow. banana, carrot, celery, when you eat these foods, the symptoms actually got worse. Wow. Wow. So there's so much out there for you to learn. and to. Well, we are going to ask you back a few times to learn a lot of different topics. But what I would love to do is to publish your website because all these lists will be on there. I know that you always for years have told people that give me a call at 15 minutes consultation just to answer that anxiety type of question. Mm-hmm. If it's okay with you, Helen, I'm going to put all that information out when we publish this webinar because I really want them to be able to see some of the things that they can do at home and maybe prevent some of this. And I, I can't thank you enough, but I will tell you this is probably not the last time we're going to ask you to join us. There's so many topics that women need to be addressing. They need to know, and I know you're publishing a book and you're being asked to speak at a huge conference, and we'll talk about some of those things maybe in the upcoming sessions that we do together, because I just think this is critical as women that we learn to take care of ourselves, Mm -hmm. but then also our children and our family. Absolutely. Go to my website, and you can schedule for 15 minutes a free consultation. We can talk about everything that you want to see if we can actually help you further. You are a gift. I'm glad that you live in our area because I have just admired you for so many years all that you have accomplished. And I think your trait that I admire the most is you are so humble for all you've accomplished in life. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. 
make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.